0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, the government announces plans to ease coronavirus restrictions on restaurants and entertainment venues. But staff must get tested once every two weeks and customers have to use the government's contact tracing app. And the High Court dismisses a legal challenge against the live-in requirement for domestic helpers. Health Secretary Sophia Chan has announced the easing of some social distancing regulations starting on Thursday next week. Venues, including cinemas, gyms and amusement centres, can reopen, while restaurants will be allowed to serve dine-in customers until 10 o'clock. However, venues will face new conditions, including requiring customers to use the Leave Home Safe contact tracing app or leave personal details. Professor Chan says the relaxation will only go ahead if the coronavirus situation remains stable and operators could be asked to close for up to two weeks if they
1: break the rules. The relevant licence provider bureau uh, would be responsible for the uh, enforcement plus all the uh, authorised officers and we will of, of course um, check the compliance of the Leave Home Safe app and also do enforcement appropriately. The responsibility or the owners is on the the restaurant owner and also the premises uh, owner.
0: The government will also fully resume normal public services from Thursday next week. The I reported 17 cases today, the lowest since November. Hong Kong University microbiologist Siddharth Sridhar welcomes the plan to ease back the COVID restrictions. I think it's a good time to start relaxing the
2: rules. We are facing a certain degree of pandemic fatigue in Hong Kong with a lot of people finding life difficult with the very onerous uh, social
0: distancing measures. With the gradual downtrend in cases, I think it's uh, about the right time to look at the uh, relaxation of uh, social distancing measures. Meanwhile, a panel of experts advising the government on coronavirus vaccines says it's largely found that jabs produced by the mainland firm Sinovac are safe and effective enough to be used here, but won't make a final recommendation for another fortnight until it gets more data. Violet Wong reports.
3: The government had last week exempted Sinovac from having to publish late-stage clinical trial data in a peer-reviewed medical journal to expedite the approval process. An expert panel instead got data that the firm had previously supplied to the World Health Organization on clinical trials in Brazil, Turkey and Indonesia. Based on this information, they consider the vaccine is acceptable for use here. But they want answers to more specific questions from Sinovac, such as the difference in the level of antibodies produced in subjects when the jabs are given 14 and 28 days apart. The panel's convener, Professor Wallace Lau, said they'll wait for the answers before deciding whether to formally recommend the vaccine to be used in Hong Kong in two weeks' time. They actually have submitted quite complete data, but we do want to clarify a couple of things with them. The government has procured 7.5 million doses of the Sinovac vaccine. The first million doses were supposed to have already arrived last month.
0: Around 200,000 construction workers will be asked to take regular COVID-19 tests, with only those who have a negative result in the previous two weeks allowed on construction sites. The Construction Industry Council and the Construction Association said the scheme will begin next Tuesday and will be fully implemented from the 22nd of this month. A number of major virus outbreaks have been linked to building sites. The High Court has dismissed a foreign domestic helper's challenge to a decision that forced her to live with her employer during maternity leave. Candice Wong has more.
2: Yvette Dingo Fernandez and her daughter sought to challenge a decision by the Labour Commissioner and the Immigration Director to decline her request to waive the live-in policy after she gave birth in 2019. The court heard that the 27-year-old had told her employer that she wished to take her baby to the Philippines during maternity leave and then return to Hong Kong for work. But the employer insisted that she stay in their flat without her newborn. They cited the legal requirement that helpers live with their employers and her contract. The helper sought a judicial review after the immigration and labour departments refused her a waiver. Dismissing her challenge, High Court Judge Anderson Chow says there's no proper basis for such a waiver. He said the immigration director could decline to enforce the live-in rule but had no power to waive what is a contractual requirement. He stressed that his dismissal of the application should not be read as the court accepting the government's stance on the policy
0: Tune to rthk the time is five minutes past 11. The u.s geological survey says a 7.5 magnitude earthquake has struck off the coasts of vanuatu and new caledonia sparking a tsunami warning for surrounding nations quake struck just before just after midnight local time about 415 kilometers east of Vau in new caledonia at a depth of 10 kilometers a woman who said police officers pushed her to the ground and dragged her while she was heavily pregnant has filed a complaint with the force, saying the alleged assault has led to the premature birth of her son, who is still in hospital. Vicky Wong reports.
1: The woman, surnamed Lau, said she was seven months pregnant when police officers stopped her on the street in Wan on January the 20th and checked her ID card. She said she cooperated right away but was still handcuffed at the back, shouted at and subject to the alleged physical assault. She said officers fat-shamed her and questioned whether she was indeed pregnant before arresting her on suspicion of obstructing police officers. Three days later, she gave birth to a boy prematurely and the baby is still on a ventilator in hospital. She believed the rough treatment by the officers had led to the premature birth. Ms. Lau filed a complaint at the force's internal complaints against police office, saying she wanted to prove her innocence and for the sake of her child. I do not wish to see anybody else being subject to what I have gone through, she added. A Democratic Party district councillor assisting the woman, Kenny Lai, said the force should give her a formal apology.
3: The possibility for the police to give an apology is very unlikely, but we will try all means to
0: achieve justice for this case.
1: The Kowloon City councillor said they are going to submit two sets of video footage as evidence. Police Commissioner Chris Tang earlier dismissed suggestions that officers had used excessive force.
0: A radio host who has been accused of acting with seditious intent has been denied bail. Chief Magistrate Victor So said the court didn't have sufficient grounds to believe that Wan Yu-Sing, also known as Giggs, would not commit such acts again if granted bail. He will appear at West Kowloon Magistracy on May 10th. Meanwhile, a man charged under the National Security Act with inciting secession, Man Chun-Laman, has been remanded to appear before the District Court on March 2nd. The law professor says the top court's judgment on the bail application of media tycoon Jimmy Lai gives the national security law proportionate and restrictive effect. Yesterday, the Court of Final Appeal ruled against the Apple Daily founder, denying him bail as he awaits trial on a national security offence. But it, it but it said he could make a fresh application. Mr Lai's lawyers said they'll do so, and Simon Young from the University of Hong Kong believes they have a good chance of success.
2: I think so, simply because
1: although, yes, the, uh, the lower court had gotten it wrong, primarily by saying that there was no difference between an NSL application for bail and, and an ordinary application for bail, court of fine appeal corrected that. Logically, there is. It's a higher threshold. But in terms of what evidence you consider, it's the same. It's a question about whether there is a, a risk that Mr. Lye would commit national security offences and having regard to very, very stringent bail conditions. So if all those conditions are in place, the risk could well be minimized and bail could still be granted.
0: Legal scholar Eric Cheng has criticized a decision by the Department of Justice not to use a jury for the first trial under the national security law. But executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says the government has no choice because the case is highly sensitive. That story from Vicky Wong
1: debate rages after the afp news agency reported that secretary for justice Theresa cheng cited the personal safety of jurors and their family members for the decision not to try tong ying kit by jury he was arrested for allegedly driving his motorbike into a crowd of police officers while flying a protest flag on july the first last year Principal law lecturer at the University of Hong Kong, Eric Cheung, told an RTHK program that although the decision against using a jury was expected, the reason given by the authorities goes against what Beijing and SAR officials have been saying about the city's situation. It's irrational. They have been saying Hong Kong has restored peace since the introduction of the national security law. So why can't the government ensure the safety of jurors and their family members? But Executive Counselor Ronnie Tong supported the decision not to use a jury, saying a trial by free judges could adequately protect the defendant's rights. He voiced concerns about the judges and jurors too. <laughs> We have to face the reality that even judges are doxed and their family members bullied. Before we criminalise doxing, we have to carefully consider if we can offer adequate protection to jury members.
4: Mr
1: Tong told RTHK that the Department of Justice was left with no alternative in such a politically charged case.
0: A bipartisan group of U.S. senators has reintroduced a bill that would make it easier for Hong Kong people to obtain U.S. refugee status. Vicky Wong again.
1: The Hong Kong Safe Harbour Act has been reintroduced after a previous version expired when a new Senate was seated last month. Twelve senators, led by Republican Marco Rubio and Democrat Bob Menendez, say the bill is a response to the imposition of the national security law here. It would allow for Hong Kongers who fear persecution after joining protests to be eligible for processing as refugees in Hong Kong or a third country. It would also make Hong Kongers who have their residency revoked eligible for refugee status. Mr Rubio said the U.S. must do all it could to assist those who've stood up to defend the city from persecution by the Chinese Communist Party.
0: Frontline doctors, medical students and non-governmental organizations in the health sector – have joined in opposition to a government proposal to make it easier for overseas doctors to practice here. The government says the plan will ease a staff shortage in public hospitals. Said Singapore operated a similar model. But the medical group said that, unlike Singapore, doctors registered here would be allowed to move to the private sector after five years. The medical sector lawmaker Pierre Chan said he believed the scheme was politically motivated.
1: In Singapore, the list,
3: they exclude most of the university in mainland China. Cut it into only four, out of more than a 120 universities in mainland China. But it is not politically correct in Hong Kong. Just for example, in Singapore, they take the vaccine Pfizer, BioNTech and Mondura. But in Hong Kong, we must include our mainland China. So we are now in one country, two systems. We cannot directly compare and follow Singapore footprint.
0: The Hong Kong film Better Days has been shortlisted for the Best Foreign Film Oscar, raising hopes of a first Academy Award nomination for the territory in more than 25 years. Natalie Ching reports.
1: Better Days is a mainland-set drama about teenage bullying by director Derek Zhang and was selected from 93 illegible submissions to make it onto the 15-strong shortlist. The list will be whittled down to five nominees next month before April's Oscars ceremony. It's the first time a Hong Kong nominee has featured on the short list since 2013 when Wong Kao-wai's The Grandmaster* was included but missed out in the final nomination. Hong Kong has only ever had two films nominated from the Oscar, Raised the Red Lantern and Farewell My Concubine in 1992 and 1993. It has never won the award.
0: An uncrewed space probe. An uncrewed Chinese space probe has successfully entered orbit around Mars, the country's first independent mission to the red planet. The China National Space Administration said just before 8pm Beijing time, thrusters slowed the craft to a speed at which it could be pulled in by the planet's gravity. In May or June, the Tianwen-1 will attempt to land a capsule carrying a rover. It's one of three reaching Mars this month. The Hope spacecraft launched by the United Arab Emirates successfully entered the planet's orbit earlier today. U.S. probe is expected on February 18th. Consumer prices across the border dropped last month because of fresh COVID outbreaks and fewer people travelling. The consumer price index in January fell to 0.3% year-on-year. That's worse than market expectations. Still, analysts don't think that's a cause for concern, saying prices are likely to go up this month thanks to higher Lunar New Year spending virtual court hearing in the U.S. state of Texas has been interrupted by a lawyer who accidentally appeared on screen as a wide-eyed fluffy kitten. Rod Pondon was unable to turn off a filter that transformed his face into a cat's. The video has now gone viral, as the BBC's Rory Gallimore reports.
4: I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat.
0: I can, I can see that. Rod Ponton does, unfortunately, very much look like a cat. A white fluffy kitten whose wide blue eyes shift side to side as he speaks. I think it's a filter. It it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here, she's trying to, but... uh Footage of Tuesday's hearing has already been watched millions of times online. It was initially shared by the presiding judge, Roy Ferguson, who said Mr Ponton had shown incredible grace behind his feline facade. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The government announces plans to ease coronavirus restrictions on restaurants and entertainment venues. But staff must get tested once every two weeks and customers have to use the government's contact tracing app. And the High Court dismisses a legal challenge against the live-in requirement for domestic helpers. And that's the news from RTHK.
4: In our newsroom, thanks to Robert Kemp, we'll have more headlines coming up at midnight. 15 minutes after 11 is Aretha Franklin.
0: Believe me. Believe me, for me there is no one under you,
3: please
0: love me this is my prayer, answer my
4: prayer, nothing's so in the uh, prayer, this is my prayer, in, the, in the 50s and the 60s, um, my prayer, there was there was a lot of tunes that came out and were released by one singer and then kind of adopted by somebody else who went on to be even more successful. Lots of different versions of the same tune, uh, sometimes on, in the same year. Uh, now, I Say a Little Prayer, that one, uh, written by Bert Baccarat and Hal David, originally written... Um, for uh, Dionne Warwick originally, and uh, it was uh, it did uh, for, for Dionne Warwick in 1967 was the year um, from her album uh, Windows of the World, but then lots of other versions of the tune. 1968, Aretha Franklin uh, released it, uh, and uh, that was the Aretha Franklin um, Aretha Franklin version. Mm. From 1966 now, Jimmy Ruffin...